Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's uh, it's more darkest timeline. Um, so just me talking games, movies, TV, and something from the week when this one was recorded. If you're checking us out on YouTube, then uh, we would massively appreciate it if you could subscribe, uh, like, share, comment, all the good stuff. Uh, word of mouth is an amazing thing. You can subscribe on audio on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast. So uh, if you could do that, that'd be amazing. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Right, it's so much later than I wanted it to be. Oh man, it's even later than I thought it was. It's so much later than I wanted it to be. I set out with such good intentions. And you know about that phrase, don't you? I was like, I was going to be up here by 8 o'clock. Half nine. It's not like I haven't got other shit to do. Anyway, not your problem, so I shouldn't be burdening you with said problem. How you doing? You well? Good. Mixed bag this week. Mixed bag. Some good. Some not so good. Um, if you tune in for the entertainment segment of the podcast, yeah, um, spoilers. That's where the that's mostly where the not so good stuff resides. Um, sorry, it's just one of those weeks. I'm afraid. Um, right, let's have a look and. Uh, so here we go. Off to a flyer. Um, made the difficult decision to um, break down my uh, retro gaming collection. Um, I owned pretty much most of the of the sort of classic game consoles from the Super Nintendo onwards. So I didn't have a NES. Nothing in the Sega range up to uh, there was there was a Dreamcast. Um, it's to be fair, it's a mutual uh, collection. Speaking of the Dreamcast, uh, that's not that wasn't mine. I'm not claiming it was, but it was in it was in the collection. It was like it was like a, a collection of things. Uh, so yeah, reached a point where it's like, yeah, it's all well and good having these things, but 
ultimately they live in boxes in the loft and have done you know been in this house for three might be coming up to four years uh they've been there the entire time uh previous house some of those consoles will have been in boxes in a box room for years and it was very much a having them to have them situation i know that people have like retro gaming collections that on that that on display um and i get that and you know in an ideal situation where i live in a mansion that's absolutely what i'm doing with my time um what i have sort of come up against recently is retro gaming is and this might come as a shock to some people but retro gaming's all in your head so i was saying a few years back i said that um memory is hd didn't really understand the statement but below that statement was uh, two pictures it's like this is how you remember Final Fantasy 7 looking and I was like yeah that's what Final Fantasy 7 looked like and then it was like this is what Final Fantasy 7 actually looked like with a picture from the game it was like holy smokes and this is the thing every time you remember a game being amazing game being great having brilliant graphics oh you could absolutely play that now absolutely play it now then you actually go and play it and it's just it's it's soul crushing i remember having the opportunity to buy destruction derby the first one on a later machine so it must have been i'm gonna say ps3 sorry it was available not loads of money and I was like, I am absolutely getting that game because I loved that game. Remembering fondly all those fond memories of spending all that time playing that game. Bought it, downloaded it, put it on and was mortified. The wheels on the cars were hexagonal. And I think that would have been considered to have been an achievement. It was. It was not a good experience. So, I've sort of been in this sort of situation with all the all the stuff that's been going on recently. It's like not going to sniff at, at at some some money right now. Um. So you've got that. And. Um, this like there's been space issues, um, and and these two sort of worlds collided. So it was suggested to me, what about selling the retro games consoles and games? And I honestly think I've passed a certain age where previously. I was all about keeping absolutely everything. That's that was just that's just me and my uh, psychological makeup. I'm a hoarder by nature. Um, all of that sort of stuff. Um, you know, 
for all of you people who have seen a video podcast uh, that shows any part of the room I'm sitting in now will agree if I told you that this was like an eighth or a tenth of the stuff that I actually own so I've always been that person that has been made for you know for various different reasons um, however I think it coincides with turning 40 I think it coincides with a variety of other things you know I have other focuses in my life right now things like that I've just it's like something snapped and now I'm like let's just get rid of everything let's get it all out of the house and gone so um, let's get rid of all the all the retro stuff do you know what's really interesting about this um, my realisation around retro gaming um, apparently, <laughs> apparently I'm the only person who's had this realisation because uh, people are going absolutely mental for the retro game consoles and for the retro games Here's an example. Um, two seconds before I was about to press record on this podcast, um, door opens. Oh, the uh, the GameCube. No, I was a big fan of the GameCube. Um, I thought it was great machines. It was a tiny little box, uh, and it was it was loads of fun. I have a lot of fond memories of that console and certain specific games um, Eternal Darkness I think it was called Santi's Requiem amazing game um, I'm sure the graphics absolutely stand up today but really fond memories of that machine and a lot of the games that were on it but I'm not going to sit down and play it now for a multitude of reasons. One being, wouldn't even be able to plug it in because TVs nowadays don't have the ability to take consoles of that of those generations, so on and so forth. Admittedly, there was a lot of games uh, for the machine, um, X number of controllers. Um, it was all mint condition. Well, they're you know pretty much mint condition. Um, probably used memory cards, I imagine. So there'll have been some memory cards, and it was that. It was just this big bundle of stuff: GameCube, load of games, controllers, and stuff. Oh, the GameCube sold. All right, okay, cool. GameCube sold. Nice one. Um, like a little 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 flurry at the end, yeah. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Um, it went from I think it was like three three hundred three hundred and sixty two pounds I think it was oh yeah it jumped to three hundred and eighty two pounds like oh okay and then it ended on four hundred and twenty one pounds it's just absolute insanity um, 
and it's not you know people people you know retro is big and all that so that's one of the multitude of consoles games and things that uh you know a lifetime collection that's being broken down currently um but yeah it's been it's been an interesting old ride because for all of the time that I've spent just hanging on to these things and collecting these things and absolutely have to have these things and so on and so forth now that they're all flying out the door I'm like cool um, so yeah that's that's the thing that's happening I, it's bleeding into other things though um, I have this thing it's it's not great I have this thing about t-shirts. I'm sure I've mentioned this before. I have this thing about t-shirts. Absolutely obsessed with t-shirts. But with any kind of like obsession, every kind of like, I'm not gonna use the word addiction, but you know what I mean. Passion, let's say, I have a passion for t-shirts. With anything like that, what you end up with is a shit ton of t-shirts. I could, and this is no exaggeration, because this is the, this is the situation I'm faced with at the moment. I could have a full size, full freestanding wardrobe, purely for t-shirts alone, and still not have enough space. I've had to start using the, uh, the method where you like roll t-shirts up and then stack them on top of each other. To just get them into like various parts of the wardrobe. I've got them on hangers. I've got them in like sections. I've got them rolled up. All of this. And still there isn't enough room. So I've uttered the immortal phrase. I actually uh, found a t-shirt the other day. I was like that can actually go in the bin. Um, because I had a hole in. And, I, and that has then. Re I've reached this point where I'm like. Let, let's just get rid of them all. Presumably, I can only wear maximum seven t-shirts in a week. Maybe, you know, there's maybe that one day where you've been wearing a t-shirt for, for the day and then, you know, you go out in the evening. Maybe eight t-shirts in a week. Times that by two. Because, you know, like the, the cycle of getting stuff washed and stuff. Uh, that's like 16 t-shirts. So maybe I should just pick 16 t-shirts that are my absolute favourite and just get rid of the rest. I've probably bought 16 t-shirts this year. So, this ties into something I've spoken about recently. Um, I love getting rid of stuff. Like, I love finishing stuff. Um, I was bathing the bathing the baby not absolutely not a baby but you know um, and she has this stuff that goes in the bath and I finished the bottle this evening highlight of my evening not gonna lie um, a couple of days ago I went running in the morning got back took my running shoes off and I was like oh yeah boy sock had a hole in 
because all I knew was at the end of the day those socks weren't going in the wash bin absolutely going in the bin big fan loved it maybe this is my new obsession maybe it's my new it's not an addiction it's absolutely not um, it's just for all this time all these years my you know my life up till this point of like absolutely have to hang on to absolutely everything suddenly I'm like let's just get rid of it all and some things you know some things I struggle with I keep having this conversation about getting rid of like figures that are in boxes um, and I'm like yeah I've tried this before and it didn't go well maybe now's the time absolutely end up getting rid of something that I need at some point that's how it goes So yeah, uh, I am now thinking about how uh, I have just said that, like you know, the highlight of my day was realizing I had a hole in my sock. Um, yeah, that's probably need to address that. Mm. Anyway, so um, since we last sat down to chat. Um, had some time off. So I only worked two days last week. Um, yeah. Was half term. I don't get the, the term thing. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was half term. So uh, spent time with the, with, with the old family. Bit of time off together. Good times and all that. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I get apprehensive about it. I really, I really do because um, it's like, what is this time gonna bring? Um, my eldest, uh, bless her. She, uh, yeah, you know, she she struggles with stuff. So that has a, that that has a knock on effect. You know, if she's not, she's not you know top top notch top of the game whatever that has a knock-on effect um my my middle daughter she has you know she's she's fairly i was gonna say versatile but it's not robust <laughs> making her sound like some kind of power tool um you know generally she's fine but then every now and then she has these sort of these these blips, these moments, whatever, and then the youngest, she she changes from one minute to the next. You know that age where one minute they're laughing and the next minute is the end of the world. Yeah. Um, so I was apprehensive, um, as I always am sometimes rightly so sometimes maybe not as much so um this this particular this particular break holiday whatever you want to say um i felt i was proved i was proved wrong on this
this one. Um, had an amazing uh, day on Thursday uh, with my middle daughter. Um, I like it when they're like like my little buddies. Um, the youngest, um, for for various various reasons, um, is often more like my little buddy. Um, but yeah, I had a I had a I had a proper like a buddy day with my with my middle daughter. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was really enjoyable. Uh, I find when she's on form, she's uh, as I, as I like to say to her, you are absolutely one of my favourite children. Um, so yeah. Um, not the not the best day with my eldest, um, but quickly managed to turn that around. Had a quick turnaround on that one, uh, and it was all good from from there out. Um, and I mean, my youngest just man, for better or worse, let's say, for better or worse, she just absolutely adores um, her sisters for better or worse you know when she's standing on the arm of the armchair ready to do some kind of superfly jimmy snooker off the top rope maneuver because two seconds ago she watched one of her older sisters do it and all all you as a parent can see is you know head trauma incoming um <laughs> but <laughs> just like yeah She's at that age where she just copies. So whatever one of them's doing, it's like, I'm going to do that. But I don't want it to be uh, obvious that I'm copying, so I'll do it. You know, yes, I'm going to take my shoes and socks off, but not because the other one did it. Um, so all in all, you know, time off, weekend, you know, the weekend was in there. It's not like we're going anywhere. You know, you've got this other added element that you're all in the house all the time. You know, we can't go to this and we can't go to that. We can't do this and we can't do that. And, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, let's go for a walk. Because, you know, at least we're allowed. You know, or at least we're in a position to do that. Um, yeah, that was a, a disaster in a lot of ways. And in other ways, you know, get you out of the house, doesn't it? So it was a nice time. Um, yeah, good, good few days, good weekend, all that sort of stuff. My only regret, um, was that I never said anything. I never said, at the end of our time, I never said, I had a really nice time, or it was a really nice time. The, the, the closest I got was I said to them, did you have a nice time? They said, yeah. Um, and then afterwards I was kicking myself so I was like I didn't say oh you know I had a nice time um, so I'll, I'll have to rectify that because I find things like that are important um, my mother always used to say to me you should let people know when you're having a good time um, and uh, I think at the time it was a bit like eh? what? but it's always something that you know I've always looked at years on as a yeah it is it's always you know it is a good it's good to say 
I had a nice time, I'm having a good time. You know, it's harder to say in the moment, but should it be? So there, that's that's the week in a nutshell. Since we last spoke, that's that's the week. Um, what it does mean, unfortunately for you entertainment buffs, is a little bit less. Less is more. Not in this case, I'm afraid. Uh, but yes, a little bit less. Uh, we've only got one movie to talk about, um, and <laughs> you'll you'll be uh, uh, you'll not be surprised to hear. It's a film I've seen before. You will also not be surprised to hear. I'm pretty sure I've done a review of this film previously, or at least spoken about it previously, or I might be lying. Not so much lying, but misremembering. Um, I have watched another film, and I was in the process of watching another film. Didn't get the, the third film, or the second, whichever way you look at it. I didn't get that one finished, so I don't feel I can talk about it. And the other one is so terrible. Do you know when you have that thing where you're like, that film was absolutely awful. But I feel like I need to watch it again just to like reaffirm. I did with Suicide Squad and had my mind changed. Uh, I didn't have my mind changed about, about uh, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Uh, my word, that film is... Uh, yeah, it's terrible. It, it, it awful so we're not going to talk about that we're not going to talk about a film that i didn't finish watching we are going to talk about the documentary prescription thugs i had a huge i i had a huge boner for this film when it came out because it's a sequel of sorts to a film that came before it which is called bigger stronger faster um heavily featured the I suppose the Bell family, but mostly the Bell brothers. Um, there's like the older brother, the middle brother, and the little brother. Um, and it was about uh, steroids and trying to answer whether steroids were good, bad, or indifferent. And ultimately, a film that's like that, that sets out to be like, steroids are bad, by the end of it, there was no definitive answer and it was very much an, an, an in the middle kind of situation prescription thugs is the same people um, like I say mostly the Bell brothers but the the mum and the dad um, and it's talking about whether steroids are good bad or not there is something out there that is that is much much worse and that's prescription drugs um, reason, you know, large reason about it being that um, the eldest brother died um, because of a prescription drug overdose. So that's that. Two things about this film that I feel is a bit of a. a I just want to mention them, I don't want to dwell too much. Originally, when I saw this film, I was just like, fucking hell, man, you know, it's, it's a powerful 
thing it's a powerful message especially when it's so so personal you know a lot of these documentaries it's not like there's a a central character or a central family as such you know um but this this does it you know this guy um chris bell who's a filmmaker and that's that but the second one you know his brother's died uh, and that's that and then it reveals this is a spoiler by the way but it's kind of it's a big it's a big ish part of the film um it reveals that um early on that he also has a prescription drug problem uh he has he'd had um I don't know if at that point he'd had one or both of his hips replaced. Uh, I'd ended up taking prescription drugs for the pain, and then that continued. And had issues with drugs, alcohol, and so on and so forth. The last third of the film is revealing that while he's making a film about prescription drugs and about the fact that his brother died and all these people that are affected in all these different ways by prescription drugs, that he is himself suffering with this prescription drug addiction uh, and ultimately there's a point where his girlfriend finds him um, nearly dead and he goes to rehab and then that's kind of kind of the end of the film and whereas previously when i'd watched it i was very much like oh prescription drugs are oh, they're awful oh they're terrible um, i'm not a big uh, believer in um I was going to say any kind of drugs. Um, I don't take painkillers um, unless I've had a wisdom tooth pulled out. Um, but wherever possible, I try not to take painkillers. Um, so, you know, there's, there's that. that. That's that. Um, that's a much longer conversation and there's probably a few other things that I would need to um, talk about to be able to have those conversations but let's just say at this point in time I don't uh, I don't take painkillers or any of that sort of stuff obviously if I was in a situation where a doctor's like I'm going to prescribe you some antibiotics I'm not a big fan of antibiotics but in a situation where as I have been I was prescribed uh, antibiotics two or three times as an adult and I really struggled with having to take them um, because of um, because of my, my opinions around these things so not a huge fan of this this prescription drug epidemic that is you know huge in America watching this film this time round uh, I was just struck with this feeling of wow what a complete and utter hypocrite rightly or wrongly so but, the, but this guy um, what I will say is I know these I know these guys more since the films they made um I've got both Chris and uh, the the younger the youngest ones referred to as Smelly. Uh, I've got them both on Instagram, um, 
and you know they, they pop up one of them pops up uh, a lot more than the other but they pop up a lot uh, they're big believers in uh, the carnivore diet but I was just like man you, you made this film about how awful prescription drugs are and a, you know a section and a big part of this film is about how your brother died because of a prescription drug overdose whilst the whole pretty much the whole time making the film you were on these prescription drugs and you were um yeah suffering with this addiction and then it the film just ended so abruptly i don't rem, i don't remember it ending as abruptly as it did and i was just left a bit like dazed by watching this film this time round and just being like hmm i'm 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 not sure of the legitimacy of this film <laughs> so um so that was that was one thing something else and it, it's a hot it's a hot topic and i don't mean the shop so i'm gonna have to keep it vague however we're talking prescription drugs there is a section of this film which i feel is very poignant at this point in time because a particular drug company uh, comes up so far through the film and this drug company makes this drug and this drug does a certain thing um, and, it, and it has a certain side effect but hey it's okay because the, the same company's second most popular drug is something that will combat the side effect of the first one um they are you know prescription drug companies make insane amounts of money like crazy amounts of money uh this particular company um was at that time fined i think it was 2.28 billion dollars which it said was the highest the biggest fine any um like health company had ever been fined at that point in time um, and it's just this section about this company that makes these drugs what it says was they'd had this fine this huge two point whatever billion dollar fine that then went on to say however the same company made eight billion dollars that year and that company in question um, viewed and potentially viewed that as just the cost of doing business. If you make eight billion dollars, but you've got to give two to whoever, yep, yeah, your sticks billion dollars ahead. Billion dollars. Um then it talks about all of the things, the way they get um, drugs tested and trialed and um, FDA approved and then how you can pay 
for FDA approval. Then there was this section of the film about how um, they, you know, the, these this particular company spent X amount of money. Um, it worked out to I think it was four hundred and forty thousand dollars per Congress person, um, and they had all these lobbyists to get congress to push these drugs through that they, they're making and these you know there's all this stuff about the there's a section about antidepressants and, and all this stuff in that section about you know the these companies are just making people sicker to um so they can sell them stuff and the drugs you know things used to be cured used to be given a cure nowadays you're given um a, a lifetime diagnosis it's this thing about some of these companies that were finding um, that the drug they were selling um, gave people something that was really bad um, so they stopped selling it in America took all the stock that they have of this particular drug and just sold it in other countries instead um, France Germany the UK um, so they're talking about this particular company and they use this term big pharma um, you know, to describe these companies and all this. So what I found to be quite interesting was this, this company that was under all this scrutiny and paying out all this money but making all this money and um, it showed their like board of directors conference where they're just talking about how much money they're going to make and all of this um, was a particular company and that particular company um, I've been in the news a lot recently because they are uh, producing a particular um, particular vaccine and I was like watching the film a film I've seen before but obviously you, you know <clears throat> I saw it a while ago and being like all right okay so uh, so yeah there there's there's that um, just thought it was interesting obviously I haven't used any names um, but it was just watching this documentary and this company name comes up and then it just reels off all the terrible things that this, this company has done and then it talks about the money and the fines and how they get go about getting drugs approved and how like the the legitimacy of all of this stuff and how it's just money 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 how these companies are addicted they are themselves addicted to money and just the iron <coughs> not irony but the the fact of who this company was i'm pretty sure i've seen that name recently so yeah <coughs> prescription thugs is available on amazon prime right now uh, if you want to uh if you want to check it out go nuts uh, unfortunately <coughs> what i thought would have been sensible is i couldn't find bigger stronger faster on there because um, I would have watched that again because I did enjoy it 
<clears throat> Let's talk some TV. Uh, I've watched one thing on TV, and it's uh, it's going to be no surprise what that one thing is. <clears throat> Maybe it's the thing that gave me this frog in the throat. <clears throat> I watched episode five of American Gods. Series three of American Gods. Um, I've had this niggling feeling uh, throughout series three that I was going to have to admit to myself that American Gods isn't very good. I've been giving the the series a big old pass <clears throat> because I've read the book. Picked the book up the other day uh, to show my eldest something in it. I was looking through the beginning of the book and realised that there's a character in the beginning of the book who's also in the end of the book <clears throat> who I felt was probably quite an integral character. Absolutely not been in the show at any point in time. So that's uh, that's the thing. So I watched episode five. Um... Nothing happened. I had this whole thing with the first series where I, I just wanted them to give me something more. I just like, just give me something. You know, there was a lot of mystery involved, a lot of, you know, what does this mean and what does that mean and what does the other mean? And I was just like, man, I need you to give me something. Series 2 went a lot smoother, I seem to remember. But I've always had this feeling that it's just not very good. And it did that thing that I hate. That certainly American TV does. And I imagine all TV does it. But obviously as the majority of like these big budget TV shows, you know, it's all American. They give you a dull ass episode, 50 minutes of dull content. And the last 10 seconds of the episode is something interesting. Obviously I've spoken previously about the casting. Um, this series, uh, like Ian, Ian McShane has started to grate on me quite a bit. Um, I've never, I've never been overly convinced um, of his casting in this series. It's really starting to wear thin. Um, the Rick Witter, Witter, I think his name is. He's very good. I, I enjoy. He's, he's a very good casting. Um, <clears throat> someone I loathe. I loathe the character. I really don't like the actress that they've got playing a character that I really don't like <clears throat> is um, is the wife or the dead wife um, <sighs> yeah I, I'm not a fan and it, and it annoys me when she's in it so all of these things put together do not make for amazing TV viewing when you then add to that this twofold thing of one 
<clears throat> they're not giving you know they're not giving you anything and two at the point i was like oh this series should be really good because they're going to do a certain section of the book they're just not doing it oh you know shadow's got to go to live in this place all right cool now we're, now we're talking now we're going to get some good stuff oh yeah but he's never there I've been giving this this program a pass for a long time but I am starting to feel like it's getting to a point where I'm maybe it's not like I'm maybe gonna have to stop watching it but it's more of a it's just it's just not just not very good it's just a bit boring it's a bit dull <sighs> did see that there's a new episode out today and i'll probably end up watching it at some point this week but i i very much feel like it needs to give me something a reason give me a reason so yeah Okay, let's talk. Let's talk some computer games. Um, I played Stormland on the on the VR. Uh, I think I mentioned previously about the fact that I've been playing it. And I think I mentioned previously that there was for 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 the amount that I want to love this game, and I do enjoy it. Throughout the entire experience, there's been this element of I don't really know what I'm doing or I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing and as it's gone on that element has kind of got worse so up to a certain point I was able to stumble through the game and just generally kind of get the game to progress in a forward motion and that was fine I was okay with that it was that kind of I really don't know what's going on or what I'm supposed to be doing but I seem to be moving forward, so uh, I'm okay with that. Unfortunately, that element has kind of ground to a halt. So, I've reached this point where it's like, right, you need... There's no, a, thing about, a thing in this game that it's like, you need keys, keys to do variety of things open stuff usually turn things on sometimes i've been faced on the level i'm on with the fact that i need four keys one is to open something the other three is to power something up i can't find any of them and the game isn't telling me like previously the game will have been like, oh, uh, you need to find a load of stuff. Here's like 10 areas to go and look. So you go, you go to each individual area and search that area until you find it. Job done. Not always when you find something. You know, some of the times you would and then you'd be done. This level's like, oh, you need these four keys for two different things. Um, good luck. 
so I'm just wandering around aimlessly and you get these like these huge areas and you get there and there's loads of robots loads of big big freaking robots on certain levels of these huge areas and you know you're, you're climbing up and you get to the next level and there's these huge robots and you kill the huge robots and you kill all the other guys and, and you know all of that and then you go up another level and oh, then you get to the top and it's like where's your key I ain't got a key well, you can't open the thing then can you mm, guess not where was the key I don't know okay so then you start going back down this giant tower having killed you know probably 50 robots that are really not that easy to kill especially the giant ones who've got shields and all of that go all the way down again I didn't find a key where's the freaking key oh well it's okay because I only need three others and it's this I really enjoy playing it, I really enjoy all of these different aspects to it, the climbing, the traversal through the clouds, the, the shooting, dismantling weapons, you know, making, like, upgrading weapons, getting these different arms that have got these different abilities, and so on and so on and so on. But give us a clue. Bear in mind, like I said, give us a clue, because you previously gave us a clue. What happened to the clues? You know, if you're like, you've got to find four keys, here are ten areas to search, I will happily go and search those ten areas. But if you're like, you need four keys, it's... Yeah, it's been very much a... I don't know whether it's like a hand-holding thing and basically they've just removed the hand-holding and kind of made you go off and do it. Something else that <clears throat> I've struggled with is, and this isn't necessarily to do with the game, VR games aren't like console games in the sense that you really struggle to get walkthroughs. I have really struggled to get a walkthrough for this game. So the other day I ended up on um, YouTube watching a video and I finally managed to find like where I was up to in the game and somebody had done a video but it was one of those videos where somebody's obviously played that section of the game for like an hour but they don't want to show you an hour's worth of gameplay so they've cut it down to 20 minutes even less you know sometimes so the video just jumps and you're just like well where are you now what are you doing now how did you get there how did you find that I, just it's it's that so no matter how much i love it how much i enjoy playing it how much i enjoy the the mechanics of the game there is an element that i am really struggling to know what to do you know it feels like i'm like why well, am i in the wrong place no because it wants me to do all the stuff it wants me to do in that area so Yes, there is that. Um, I haven't played anything else VR-wise because I'm really trying to like knuckle down with Stormland. Uh, but as as you can maybe see, that is um, as 
presenting himself to be a little difficult. I'll stick at it, but um, if I get to the point, you know, he's a bit sort of like much more of this, and I'm probably going to have to look at playing something else from the backlog of VR games. So, yeah. Now let's talk, talk some console games. Um, not not super happy joy joy console gaming uh, this week, unfortunately. So I've been playing um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, as we know. Uh, but do not fret, dear listener, reader, watcher. It's not the only game I've played this week. But there's a reason for that. Playing Valhalla. Um, two things I've struggled with in that game. One. There's something really off about the story. So your character spends all of this time doing this particular thing. And you're just hell-bent doing this thing. But then any time you seem to come into contact with, like, people from your village, they're like, oh, you know, how are you getting on with that thing? And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm really trying. And then they're like, are you? Because you don't sound like you are. Oh, no, I am. Really? really am take take one step out of that village and the character you're playing as is like ah i'm gonna burn everything to the freaking ground unless i get the thing i'm trying to do go back to the village how's how's that thing going oh yeah trying really hard really hard trying it's this uh, bizarre disconnect between the, the two things. I honestly, I'm starting to think <clears throat> that there's maybe a reason for it. But at the same time, I'm like, is the reason bad writing? Is that the reason? <clears throat> Second issue I've had is it's become quite repetitive um let's face it if you make a massive open world you fill it with x number of things to do and those things are the same what's the point in having a big open world with all of these possibilities if you're just doing the same thing over and over again it's going to become boring pretty quick uh, it tells me that I've been playing it for about 40 hours. Now, <clears throat> anything with the name Assassin's Creed on nowadays, you're looking to, you, you can safely say it's a 100 hour game. So at the point that I'm 40 hours in, and I'm already like, <sighs> yeah, you're getting a bit, a bit repetitive, I'm afraid. The last one, now then, how are they named? There was Assassin's Creed Origins. What's the one in between? I don't think I own it anymore, so I can't even look. 
think it went in the big game purge. Oh, oh man, it was Origins and it was, I'm sure it was another O. So, I mean, we're going to have to look it up because otherwise we're just. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, no. Assassin's Creed, not cred. Oh, Odyssey. It wasn't no at all. <clears throat> For all that was wrong with Odyssey, um, I still maintain to this day that Odyssey, Odyssey should not have had the Assassin's Creed name on it. They should have done it as a standalone game, maybe like a little bit of a spin-off. I rated that game as my game of the year, that year. Will that have been 2019? Can I, can I find out really quickly? I want to say it was 2019. It was a successor to 2017. 2018. Initial release date, October 2018. Wow. Um, for all of the fact that I honestly thought that it shouldn't have been an Assassin's Creed game and it should have been more of maybe a spin-off because it really didn't have any Assassin's Creed element. Um, namely they took away the hidden blade the moment you do that it's not Assassin's Creed it was well over a hundred hours but it was fresh each mission was different and like I say wrongly so I think I gave it game of the year for that year uh, and that was because I was so annoyed with everybody gushing over other games, God of War, Spider-Man and stuff like that. Which I saw at games that at that time had issues. And I believe I've corrected that review since. Valhalla is just... Go here. Use the bird to find the area you need. Go to that area talk to person and then it's usually like you know go somewhere else or kill the person you're talking to or do whatever you know you've you've come here and the person you look for isn't here go somewhere else and, and it's just that all of the stuff culminates in siege this castle and i was talking about it today and i was like but it's okay because if you don't want to siege the castle you can uh, you can spice your game up by uh, by doing a raid, completely separate to the to the main story. Go and raid a village, which usually involves siege in a castle. And it's it's that it's that you can do this or you can do that, but ultimately they're both the same. And ultimately you've done it ten times already. And it's just. It feels very much like this was a game that was hell-bent on capitalising on another game's success, Cough, Cough, God of War, that they forgot to put enough content in. So, that's enough Assassin's Creed bashing for now, uh, because it doesn't get much better from here.
I needed a break from it. So, I took a game, I installed it with the intention of playing it, which I did. But we're not going to talk about that game now. We're going to talk about a different game. Last night, I'm like, do you know what? I've put Valhalla to one side for just a moment, because I will go back to it, and go back to it fairly soon. And I played another game, um, but I'm not sure that that's really the game that I want to be playing right now. Let's go back to the backlog and see what I've not finished. Um, oh, here we go, Avengers. That game is terrible. That game is awful. It's the game version of hitting yourself in the face with a spade. It, uh, it, it's that. How they managed to get it so freaking wrong. It's like, oh, uh, uh, do you want to do a Hulk story mission? Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like an interesting thing to do. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, the 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 story mission for the Hulk is uh, is, is twenty four levels higher than your Hulk. Oh, okay. What can I do about that? Oh, what you can do is um, you can play the same mission over and over and over and over again until you get Hulk up to uh, well, at least level 20 before you want to peel the skin off your face because just playing the same mission over and over again and that mission is quite dull. Alright, now what? I mean, that's... That's it, isn't it? Alright, okay, well, how about a change to Iron Man? Because I haven't done all of Iron Man's missions. Oh, yeah, but first, you need to um, do a challenge. Right, fine, okay. I'll go and do one of these dull-as-fuck missions. But I'll, I'll complete the challenge while I'm there. Alright, good lad, you do that. Alright, cool. So I go off, I'm playing as Iron Man, doing the mission. I managed to do the challenge. There we go, cool, I've done it. Right, where's the Iron Man mission? What Iron Man mission? Well, you know, you complete the challenge, you get the Iron Man mission. Don't know what you're talking about, mate. Alright, cool, that's, that's awesome, is that? Right, sod it. Let's play the Thor missions. I've done a couple of Thor story missions. All I need to know is what his challenges are. I'll complete his challenges. Get more story missions. Let's play as Thor. Who's Thor again? You know, Thor. You, you, know, you know Thor. You, you, you are aware of Thor's existence. Who's that then? Where are his missions? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. At this point, I was proper, like, like blood was pouring out of the top of my head because it was, uh, it was boiling, and I was just like, 
how the fuck did you get this so wrong fear not because it's square in x in it they've announced the best news the best possible news you could hope for you've got yourselves a really shit game like it's it's beyond fathomable how terrible this game is so you've got that here's what we're going to do for you this is a company that lost 46 million dollars on this game but they never blamed this game they it just coincidence here's what we're going to do we're going to give you a new character soon not yet but soon oh okay uh, which character is that you'll you'll never believe it marvel avengers yeah you'll never believe it brace yourself here it comes we're going to give you hawkeye yeah you're gonna do that are you okay let's review shall we we've got a terrible 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 game and what you think is gonna make it better is one of the worst characters <sighs> do I dare say ever I mean Hawkeye is passable in the films but there's like there's the one of the avengers movies where he runs out of arrows and then it is literally like yeah what what is it what is it you bring to the party now that's their solution for this shit show of a game so i'm like right this game can do one let's go back to the game that I installed the other day that I played the other day but I didn't give it a, a re I didn't really give it a chance because I was tired let's put that on so ladies and gentlemen having had it since uh, Christmas Day and uh, it's uh, not to date this or anything but it's the 22nd of February today uh, I finally installed Cyberpunk 2077 possibly the biggest patch i've ever seen it took two days to get the patch installed and i had to leave the playstation running for the majority of the second of those two days 46 gig patch needed to be installed the game itself even just putting the disc in there's like it's one of the few games that i've seen in a, in a while where you get two discs one's the data disc and one's the play disc so even installing the disc took a good, could have been in the region of like an hour or something. I read a review the other day, because basically I wanted to know if it worked on the PS4. And a lot of what I was seeing was saying, yeah, pretty much it does. However, whether it works or not doesn't take away from the fact that it's not a very good game. Now, if you, like me, are like, how could that be? This game was, you know, it was hyped so much, and it was this and the other, but it had all of these problems and these issues and this stuff, and that was what was wrong with it. 
how are you now saying that you've been able to play it and what you found is that whether the game's got problems or not technically got problems or not it's not a very good game that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense admittedly the review went on to say that the guy can't stop playing it because under the buried deep under layer upon layer upon layer of garbage is a good core game and he was like you know i really wish that they'd have got rid of all the shit and just made a good game instead polished the core and made it a good game so i'm like mm. reviews are reviews let's face it there's only one way to find out put it on the other night but like i say i was tired i wanted to go to bed and i felt that's what was causing me problems with cyberpunk 2077 because my opinion of it was oh my god what a hot steaming mess this game is so you know you go to bed you sleep on it you play a bit of avengers to make you make you really realize what terrible 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 games exist in the world well let's face it, it can't be as bad as that can it let's give cyberpunk 2077 another go sit down gaming there we go freshly charged controller all of that and off we go. It's it's not a good game. Number one, top of the pops, right in at number one with a bullet is this little day. It's dull. It is boring. Caveat: I've only just started playing this game. I'm in the first couple of hours. So there's that, I get it, don't fret. Freaking Norma, it's dull. Do you know what I want from my computer games nowadays? I want somebody to talk at me for hours on end. That's what I want. That's a gaming experience. It's okay though, because you can brighten your day by uh, getting uh, dialogue options, you know, just the one. But it's an option. And as we know, an option requires you to press a button. So just the same button over and over again. So if somebody talks at you, you press a button to say whatever the friggin' hell he's on about. Then they talk at you for another god knows how long. Then, let's spice this up. Why don't you press the same button again to say some other bullshit? okay cool let's do some training do you want to do some training let's do some training all right here we go here's a load of training scenarios that don't seem to apply to the real world in any way shape or form okay we're going to explain them to you but not so you feel like you understand our explanation is that good i mean yeah i guess cool because that's what we're going to do do this training all right I'm, I'm doing it do you feel like you're understanding what's going on not really cool that's the objective here so we get a bit further into the game back as far as you know we go to bed get up play it again the next day there was definitely a point where i fell asleep because uh, let's not forget it takes an ice age to load 
uh, and what you're loading is a dull as fuck conversation between really, really two-dimensional characters. So there's that. But this guy who did this review was right. Very deep. Really deep. There might be a good game in there. However, to find it, you've got to go through layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of just utterly bonkers game mechanics. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna show you this thing. It's a really cool feature. Uh, it's CCTV, but you can rewind it. Ah, oh, yeah, that's new. Uh, and then you can like pinpoint locations to do like. To, to find out more about the area. Ah, yeah. Uh, do you want to know what that, what that area sounds like? Yeah. Do you want to know what it looks like in a, in, in, in a different, in thermal vision? I, I guess. Okay, cool. Do you, do you like that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. All right, now we're going to put you in a real life scenario and give you no fucking help whatsoever. So, all we're gonna do is tell you that you're doing it wrong, constantly. Uh, that was an enjoyable experience. It's a hot, steaming mess. Yet again, the, uh, the, the, the lovely people at CD Projekt Red have obviously taken a leaf out of the Square Enix guy's book and you're just left scratching your head on the how have you possibly managed to get this game so wrong. I will caveat this again by saying I've only just started playing it. Uh, yeah. Got an upgrade early on. The guy's like, oh, uh, this upgrade will let you uh, interact with your gun. So you can see how much ammo you've got. Yeah, because up till that point, you had no way of knowing how much ammo you had. And past that point, you gained the ability to know how much ammo you've got. A game mechanic that has been in existence since the dawn of time. It's alright though, because Cyberpunk 2077 is going to make it feel special for you. And this is this is where we're at, games-wise. This is where we're at, games-wise. Dull, monotonous gaming experiences that we want you to play on the next generation of consoles which you can't get hold of and even if you could be paying through the nose for them and yeah you know it might look slightly better but it doesn't, it's not going to run any better and you know we've got a lot of lots of games coming on in the future uh, obviously i can't think of a single one off the top of my head so this is what we've got I even reached a point where I was like, maybe I'll just go back and play uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales again. 
at least that was enjoyable. Yeah, you know, like I said at the time, it was just a reskin and a little bit, you know, tweaking the, the other game here and there. But at least it was enjoyable. It was an enjoyable playing experience. You know, so I said I was going to go back and play Hitman 3 again. So there we go. Unfortunately, as happens every now and then, it is a little bit of doom and gloom this week, I'm afraid. Um, yeah, just just a little down on uh, on things. Not like, you know, life. Just like entertainment. What was that thing? Are you not entertained? No. I am not entertained. There you go. That, that is the podcast for this week. Uh, sorry for the for the doom and gloom. Uh, what I can tell you is uh, this week, next week, and upcoming weeks in the future, we're going to be seeing some new podcasts. Uh, weirdly, though, you will have had those new podcasts before you hear this. So I do think I should probably do th something about that. Yeah, well, I'll look into that. Anyway, thank you very much. Thank you for uh, for sitting through this one, the doom and gloom sessions, as it'll be known. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. Bye-bye. So, there you go. What do you think to that? Another one done. Yep, another one done. Oof. YouTube watchers. Go on, be a love and subscribe. Means the world to us. Anybody listening on SoundCloud or iTunes, pretty sure you can subscribe there as well. And that way, uh, you know, we, we feel the love. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com. Check us out over there. Drop us a line on social media. Or even drop us an email. So that's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye. And I'll see you then. Bye-bye.